Yo, G, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? What's going on, everyone? Super Mario Gonzalez here with a new podcast. It's going to be called Mario's Melodies, and we're going into a deep dive into some of your favorite artists' discography. And in this episode, we're going to be going over my favorite artist of all time, Kanye West. Um, Kanye is one of, if not the most influential figures in music, and he's released countless award-winning albums. He has 22 Grammys, and a lot of people either love him, and a lot of people either hate him, and I kind of want to convince the people that hate him that it's not just all about the VMAs fiasco or his beefs with Drake, and that he's a very, very, very talented artisan. You should probably give his music a listen. So let's dive straight into it, shall we? So his first album is titled The College Dropout, and this has a lot of story and soul into it. So The College Dropout kind of follows Kanye's you know, rise into his position. Um, a lot of people really didn't kind of like him, and he was just seen as a producer. He was seen as like a suburban kid. He wasn't really that hood attitude that hip hop really wanted at that time. He didn't he didn't seem marketable. A lot of people didn't believe his raps and lots of people just wanted him as a producer because he can produce. And most people didn't believe in him. But some uh, highlights of the album that I really enjoyed. Well, I kind of enjoyed the whole album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's widely considered Kanye's best or one of his best albums, but there's plenty of other albums that I think are like comparable to it, but I mean, College Dropout is just on a league of its own. So um, going into specific songs that I really love and that have some story behind it, well, there's no greater story than Through the Wire. So Through the Wire like centers around his perseverance to overcome his like downfall of getting into a car crash on October 23rd, 2002. Um, and with his jaw broken, it needed to be wired shut. And, you know, most rappers at this point, they probably would have given up. They probably would have stopped recording. I mean, come on, you've almost died in a car crash. Your mouth is literally wired shut. You cannot talk properly. But Kanye is just a different animal and he proceeds to rap over this soul beat called Through the Wire, and whew, does it slap. It's a very, you know, impactful album. It really gives you, like, the perseverance to do stuff, and he really talks about how, like, the people around him are supporting him, um, and how he's trying to live out his dream of becoming a rapper, and nothing's gonna stop him. And he delivers his lines through the wire, like, jaw wired shut he can't even talk properly and he's kind of mumbling a little of his lyrics but he delivers it anyway he later goes on to actually re-record these lines when his wire gets taken out but still there's an original cut of it online and he can barely talk like he's mumbling through most of the lyrics but he does it anyway because he is that persevering and he wants that to succeed that much so another theme of the album besides perseverance, is kind of like the materialism in hip-hop, how a lot of people think aren't thinking about their future, they're just thinking about looking nice, looking fresh, and Kanye really flips that on its head. Um, one track that really comes into mind 
is All Falls Down, um, where he talks about like the story of this college girl who doesn't know what she wants to be, who doesn't really know what she's doing in life, but she continues to live the lifestyle she's going through. And then in the second verse of the song, Kanye talks about his own lifestyle of he's buying $400 watches just to look nice, when in reality, it's not going to matter too much and how he can just have invested that into smarter and he's just doing stuff for other people not himself which i think is a topic that should be touched on more in hip-hop like you know only other person i think that has touched upon this is maybe jay-z with the story of oj about how he regrets not investing earlier into real estate and businesses but I think Kanye was really ahead of his time because that's 13 years after this album. He was talking about this in 2004 when pretty much Ice Rap was at its peak with 50 Cent, the game. And he really flips that upon its head right there, which shows that he's just a true visionary. He does stuff against the grind that people aren't going to like at first. But once it catches on, people are going to realize, oh my goodness, he was right all this time. And I couldn't agree with him more. Um, another track that I think exemplifies this theme is Spaceship. So Spaceship is about his like minimum wage job that he had at the Gap. Uh, they were suspecting him of stealing. How, again, he thought he was going to stick in this dead-end job forever. How he didn't like his manager. And it really shows how relentless people in this grind can be. Like how terrible the minimum wage living is just for nothing and how he should be living out his dreams which is what he did and he encourages others people to do with this track so touching upon that also with an album titled the college dropout you can expect kanye to give his thoughts on the education system and he does that in a rather humorous way so he brings out comedian deray davis to do the two skits, one before the track and one after the trap. And it recounts the story of this guy who just keeps on collecting degrees and collecting degrees just to become somebody's assistant to a secretary who just got the job because they were the daughter of somebody. And I think it really shows how like corporate America really works, how no matter what degree it's about, your connects. And it's just unfair sometimes. But the song itself is really good. So Kanye starts rapping about the education system and how people he know that are the top of their class are just managers at a cheesecake factory, to put it in his words. And how a lot of people think, because if you don't know, the song is the only clean song on the college route. Like the rest of it is explicit, but this is the only clean song and you can tell it's very heavily edit edited. But um, a lot of people like theorize that it might be because, oh, like school, it's supposed to suppress your creativity and stuff like that. But in reality, it's because Kanye couldn't completely clear the sample from Aretha Franklin, who said that she won't give it if the song is explicit. So. Kanye didn't want the sample to go to waste or the song to go to waste. So he cleaned up the song and put it on there, which I think, you know, it gives an unintended meaning because, you know, school does kind of repress some of your creativity, forces you to just blend in with everyone to be just like a machine almost. So I feel like it does add an unintended theme to the song. 
And well, lastly, I think one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time, we have Last Call. This is considered by many to be one of Kanye's best songs. And without reason, it really goes into what he did to get signed at Rockefeller Records, how I think one of my favorite stories on the song well, first of all, let's get into what the song is about. So he first of all starts off with a skit by Jay-Z laughing, cursing Kanye out. And then he presents a toast to everybody who doubted him wrong, kind of like Runaway, but before that. And boy, he gets into it. He starts rapping about the beat, how he's coming next, how he came with the game next. But then like six minutes into the song, he just starts speaking from the heart. He's not even rapping anymore. He's just speaking what's on his mind, how... He got evicted from his apartment and fired from his job as a producer at the same time. I was shopping his demo and nobody wanted to believe him. How he was making beats in his apartment studio in an empty house. And how, how no one gave him a chance except Jay-Z who looked at him and gave him a shot. And well, the rest is history. I think what I like most about this track is just how Kanye just cuts the beat midway through and really emphasizes the point how like he felt like alone, like nobody would believe him, but he just persevered, which is again one of the themes of this album. I really love this album a lot. I remember listening to it the whole way through walking to school. And when I first listened to it, I was like, eh, it's all right. I mean, it's good. My first song was like the new workout plan, which is kind of like, I don't know, a pop single almost. But then I re-listened to it, and it got better each time I re-listened to it. Now, I think it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, I really relate to it being in the education system. I can feel how Kanye, you know, feels about, like, limiting creativity, which I feel like has been, you know, a major aspect in some schools, and how I'm lucky to have a school like this one where I'm able to express my thoughts and creativity on this radio station. But, yeah, this is one of Kanye's, if not the best Kanye album today and I recommend everybody who hasn't listened to listen to it. It really is a life-changing experience and will change your, the way you think about the education system and how America in general works. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon, we did the whole entire um, Today Show and I wanted to go, I wanted to come out on TV and I got my wife up early and we got there an hour and a half before the show started and I'm like, this is gonna be great. We're gonna be the only ones there. We're gonna come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up right. Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from, uh, Good Morning America from my, that's funny. <laughs> that's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. And we're back with Mars's Melodies. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about some of Kanye's later work. And I'm more specifically talking about the end of the trilogy of, you know, the Ye Bear, you know, where his album covers feature, you know, his signature mascot in the little teddy bear. But um, the second album, his second studio album was Late Registration. And this is where I think Kanye's, like, he gets more into soulful production. Um, especially so 
In late registration, Kanye takes you know a more soulful dive into this project with songs like Heard Him Say with that nice piano beat and with Adam Levine. Also, Hey Mama is very you know emotional song where he talks about his mom and everything he's done for it. And it's really hard to listen to, especially now after, of course, you know, the death of his mother. Um, you can tell Kanye really loved his mother, and it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I really feel like um, I'm going to dedicate it to my mother whenever I have a chance. It's really a beautiful song. Um, however, there's still the upbeat you know, club anthems that Kanye is known for. He has you know, the international song for broke people in Gold Digger, and like I think everybody knows that song. Like, everybody and their grandma has heard of it. Like, I feel if you played Gold Digger for your parents, your parents' parents, they would all know it, like, word for word. Um, you also have Touch the Sky with Loop Fiasco. Um, it's really good album. It has the trumpets, amazing production, and it really gets you going. It's nice and upbeat, and I really like it a lot. You also have um, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. It's um, a great song. I think Kanye spit some of his best bars on the record in that song, and it even has a nice little Jay-Z remix in the deluxe version. Um, overall, this is one of my favorite Kanye albums, and while it may not be his best, it still has some bangers on it, and it still has that songs that you really come back to. And still, two for two, Kanye is on his studio album so far. But uh, going to his next project which is Graduation. This is easily one of my favorite projects of all time. And in my opinion, it's, I think it's not as good as College Dropout, but it's probably up there in the trilogy. So this album, in my opinion, has everything. It has some of his best music with thumping pop hits like, you know, Can't Tell Me Nothing, and some amazing samples like Stronger, where he samples Daft Punk, and the music video for that actually uh, as a fun fact comes from the movie Akira which is like an anime movie and he actually filmed it in Japan because he says that the creator of Akira is his greatest creative inspiration which is a cool fun fact but another song with a great sample is I Wonder um, just all around some bangers on there um, Graduation is easily a top three Kanye album of all time I will die on that hill it's has some incredible production, probably his best produced album. Like while College Dropout may be the better album overall, it's I think his best produced or second best produced compared to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, the only thing I see as bad with this album is that in like the middle there's almost like a speed bump with like, you know, you have Good Morning, Can't Tell Me Nothing, Stronger all in one, and then you get to Drunken Hot Girls and Barry Bonds. And then it just kind of like kills the flow of the record. Like, Barry Bonds, it's kind of just like having success when this album is kind of like, hey, you know, I worked hard and now I'm kind of just like in everyone's face about success. This one's kind of just like a normal rap song. It has a Lil Wayne on it. It's kind of like a Lil Wayne song packaged into graduation which I'm not really for and then the other one is just I just say it just doesn't work it's drunken hot girls the subject matter just I don't think it fits the album whatsoever it's just it's about you know getting with you know hot girls that are 
drunk and it's like it doesn't fit whatsoever the album of trying to like succeed and do your best and even though people are talking you down you got to push through it it doesn't really go with this flow and the song itself is it's okay but like again it really like drags down the listening experience and those are two skits but besides that the album just goes on and on and it just continues with good music so to go through the track list we got good morning which is that nice you know like upbeat where he's like going getting up for his graduation but he doesn't realize that he's failed the graduation which is pretty awesome i plan on playing this when i wake up on graduation day and it's already my alarm but it's not it's a great opener for the album then you got champion which is like everybody didn't expect you to become who you are and now look where you're at you're a champion now and so then we have stronger which is the daft punk um sample that i mentioned earlier which really ties in the album then we have i wonder and good life too one is a little like slower but then good life it comes in kind of like a sledgehammer then you have can't tell me nothing and then after can't tell me nothing you have barry bonds and drunken hot girls which i said it doesn't really fit the flow of the album then you have flashing lights probably Kanye's best produced song in my opinion it's an incredible track and then you got everything i am the glory homecoming all great songs that I think really fit the flow of, you know, everybody sees you as successful now. And then you ended off with Big Brother, which is an homage to Jay-Z, how he got him where he was and how thankful he is, which I think is a really wholesome way to close out the album. And so now Kanye, he's at the top of his game now. And one night at the VMAs, he decides to do something that I think really went for, took a turn for his career. When Taylor Swift won the music video of the year, a very drunk Kanye went onto stage and then said that, hey, I'm happy for you, Taylor, but Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. And that right there may have changed hip hop history as we know it because after that, the media became very, very hostile towards Kanye. Um, everybody saw him as the villain and as this guy who really shouldn't even be up there. <laughs> like, he had the George Bush incident during Katrina when that was around the time of late registrations coming out. And people really saw him as this hostile person, not the lovable guy from Chicago that he was before. So, after this, Kanye's fiance uh, divorced, not, well not divorced him, they split up months before they were going to get married and tragically his mother passed away so you have all this going on at once in Kanye's mind it can't be good because like one of these things happening to you I mean it really takes a toll on you but all three pretty much at the same time it's unprecedented and I can't imagine what Kanye might have been going through so Kanye for his next track he wanted to release something, you know, in the Yee Bear trilogy with Good Ass Job, but he decided it really wasn't the time, and he changed up his entire flow. And what we got was 808s and Heartbreaks. This was Kanye's fifth studio album and probably his most emotional. Kanye pours his heart out on this album. I mean, this was made, of course, after a breakup, so it is a breakup album, and man, you can tell where he has his heart is in shambles right now and he needed to really change his entire flow 
to even portray what this felt like because so the album contains almost no samples actually no samples whatsoever which i mean if you heard the other albums his entire discography was pretty much based upon samples so he's kind of like throwing something into the media it's like hey i don't need samples either but so kanye Lev wanted to simplify his flow more and so he leaned more to the 808 drum machine and if you don't know it's kind of like a very deeper tone um like almost like it's not a bang of a regular drum set it's almost like a softened bang. i don't really know the term it's a very deeper tone more melancholic if i were to describe it in a way but he made a song that was never heard of before and with this style of hat of like sing rapping and heartless and love lockdown it wasn't really seen before, like maybe with Kid Cudi, which is very predominantly featured on this album, it's kind of unprecedented and a lot of people didn't like it at first because they felt this isn't rapping, this is something completely different. And even like the supposed to be like pop singles like Paranoid and Streetlights, it still had a very deep melancholic tone, like yeah, Paranoid, it kind of sounds like an 80s song. But in the end, it's really talking about how couples can be paranoid and blinded by love. So there's still very strong subject matter here. And this style of sting rapping was pretty much never heard before. And again, a lot of people didn't like it, but people who did like it was the younger generation. And they really gravitated toward this style of Kanye. Rappers like Juice World, Lil Uzi Vert, XXXTentacion, they all love the sound and you can hear it in their music. Almost all of them use the 808 drum machine and all of them talk about very emotional topics that in 2008 was pretty frowned upon because you know the style of rapping was then about like clothes, chains, cars, but in pretty much the opening track Kanye says, you know, some guy showed me a picture of his kids, but all I had to show him was a picture of a sports car showing how material things doesn't solve everything. And this is probably one of my favorite albums. Again, I don't think it's up there with the college dropout. I don't think anything really beats that. But our next album I'm going to talk about probably will. And that's my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. But you're going to have to keep it locked in here at Mars's Melodies on Slam Radio Series XM 145 to learn more about it. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we are back with Mars's Melodies. 
and he's been talking a lot of Kanye, so I can't do it all myself, so I brought in a little guest host here. Um, please welcome the little amigo. Hey man, is this thing on? Uh, I think it's on. I think it's working just fine. How you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright, but... Um, we have a very interesting topic. I know you really like this album, My Beautiful Ooh. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Best Kanye album of all time, period. Yeah, I have some words for that. I disagree, but man, this was a pretty much a masterpiece. I mean, just look at it. It's, I mean, it has a superstar set of features. It's all the tracks, there are pretty much no skips on this album. It's a pretty good track. And not even that, mostly what I love about this album is the story behind it coming after the whole fiasco with the VMAs with Taylor Swift. Uh, he was not in a good place, and obviously I can't necessarily say what was happening in his life, but I'm just going to say he wasn't in the best of places, and then he releases this masterpiece to absolute critical acclaim. And honestly, in my opinion, this is the album that really saved his career. I know, Mario, you're going to disagree with me on that. But there's so many Kanye classics on this album. Gorgeous, Power, All of the Lights, Runaway, which an incredible Kanye song. Devil in a New Dress. It's just an incredible album, front and back. Yeah, definitely. I can 100% agree. And I agree with the fact that it did kind of save his career. I mean, Kanye said he wouldn't really know what to do if this album flopped because the media really did hate him after the whole VMAs of fiasco and on top of that his mother dying and uh, Alexis Pfeiffer leaving him it all just kind of culminated and all of this happening at the same time like it's just one of these things at once it's enough to like you know break a person but to have all three it's just um, it's something different but like to have like the media really blackball you in a sense I think that he just realized that I need to make the best work of art that I can, and he really brought in everyone. I mean, Kid Cudi, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, pretty much Jay Dilla. All of the hip-hop superstars were pretty much on this album, or at least, you know, considered to be on this album. Even some up-and-comers like Nicki Minaj at the time, it was just all come together at once. Um, he flew them all out to Hawaii. It was known as like the Hawaii sessions where they brought everybody into these tracks. And boy, you can really tell like some of these tracks kind of said he worked 5,000 hours on. And especially with like power, you can really tell the production went into this. Like they're just like all around masterpieces. And honestly, in my opinion, it's a little bit of a shame that um, this is a little bit of a hot take, but I feel like ever since that album, he hasn't released anything to that quota, which is pretty hard to do considering that that is an incredible album and probably Kanye's best. But like I said, the story behind it, the Hawaii sessions is incredible. This album really helped a lot of artists, Rihanna, beforehand. Yeah, she had a few big songs, but before 2010, she was not as big as she is today and i feel like all of the lights is one of the biggest reasons behind that like you said Nicki minaj kid cuddy there's a lot of guys and women on this list that their careers i don't want to say that kanye made their careers or this album made their careers but it was a big step into them becoming who they are today yeah definitely and he had some pretty help pretty good help from unusual places i mean mike dean um, great guitarist Elton John of all people helped produce some of the tracks on um, Paul McCartney They're pretty much people you wouldn't expect to listen to hip-hop or even know what it is in general helped make this work of art pretty much and I think 
um, where this is really a crime is the awards it won. This pretty much won no awards or Grammys upon its pretty much release. It only won the Best Hip Hop Award for the Grammys, and it wasn't even nominated for Album of the Year, which I think is a travesty. Like a 5 out of 10 Adele al- album got it instead of this, so it's... Well, I like Kanye, but to be fair, Adele was kind of popping in the early this, 2010s. No, this was before Adele was popping. Like, this was before her, like... Her big blow-up, yeah. Yeah, her big blow-up. Like, this album, like, even her critics were saying this isn't her best work, and it's still one over the album of the decade, pretty much. Like, come on. Like, what other albums can compete with this? Well, I want to ask you, because you did say that you don't think this is Kanye's best album. Beforehand, he had dropped three albums if I'm not mistaken which is the whole four four um yes it was the whole graduation series in 808 and heartbreak so I want to ask you like which out like what era of albums is better for Kanye before my beautiful director's fantasy or afterhand with Yeezus the life of Pablo yay could see ghost and Donda man I can't I really like post my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Kanye like I think Yeezus gets a bad rap life of Pablo and Donda but like and there's just nothing like old Kanye. Those albums, I think the best album, one of the best albums of all time is The College Dropout. I mean, it's just all wrapped together. There's not like a single skip on that album. And it's like 18 songs long. Like that's how good it is. And it's just, it can't really hold a candle to the, the new Kanye can't really hold a candle to the old one. And not to say, at least he's trying new things and trying to get creative with his production. Because I feel if he were like done this again like another my beautiful dark twisted fantasy type album with like the soul sampling it wouldn't really have worked i think we would have gotten bored of it i mean look at someone like drake for example he's kind of like rehashed the same thing it's people are kind of getting a little sick of it and like it's still like listenable like you can listen to it and still enjoy it but it's like come on make something different try something new i mean quite honestly it seems like this new era of kanye i want to go back to what you were saying about him I think the closest he's gotten to making an album like My Beautiful Dark Tristan Fantasy was either The Life of Pablo or Donda. And I don't even think Donda can really touch uh, My Beautiful Dark Tristan Fantasy. Um, beforehand, yes, he had some good albums. Pretty much all four of the albums he dropped beforehand were pretty good, all above 8 out of 10s. But this, and quite frankly, I'm a Kanye critic. I like his music. I don't like him as a person. Not the biggest fan of his, but I absolutely love this album. There's classic songs on here, Up and Down. It's a great album. The story behind it is insane. It's just all around. It has all the aspects of making a great album. Now, before we go, I just wanted to bring up a question. Is this the album of the decade? Because, like, there's a lot of other people that think there's some albums better with it. But personally, I don't think, I think maybe one album can compare to it. But I think this is pretty much as good as it gets for the 2010s. I think it's tough to pick one specific album for the decade. If you're talking about rap albums of the decade, there's a few that I think could compete. One of them, and one of the most significant ones being To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, which dropped in 2014 and from 2015. 2015. 2015. Um, other than that, there's really not any other rap album that can touch it. I, while it's not my favorite, there's some that have dropped recently that are my favorite, but in terms of being best and legendary this is probably it yeah but i think like the only album that can have as much impact and like legacy as my beautiful dark twisted fan is probably to pimp a butterfly but i think it's up in the air both are really superb albums but uh, we're nearing the end of the runtime of the show i want to thank the little amigo again for joining me on this journey (laughs) 
pretty much. And next week, we'll be doing the new version of Kanye West with, of course, the life of Pablo Yeezus Donda. And so stay tuned for that, and thank you for listening.